Hey. Hey. Happy November. Happy second month of podcasting. Woo. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. I am too. Yeah, so it is currently two o'clock for me. It's and, 10.30 um, for me. <laughs> I'm exhausted at 2 o'clock, so me that's too. really, really fun for me. I've had one class. <laughs> <laughs> what class did you have? French. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We had a what do you have? I think I failed. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. no. That's no, okay. no. That's okay. I have, like, a B in my class, so that's okay. Oh, good. We're <laughs> fine. You know what they say. C's get degrees. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell Jennifer. <laughs> my mom, by the way. <laughs> Oh, and um, um, the platypus code word is still in effect because I'll okay, never make it back. Perfect. So okay. Hopefully not in the middle of this. <laughs> oh, that would be so good though if she just walked in and you just like shout platypus. <laughs> platypus. She'd be, like, she'd be like, Maddie, what the hell? <laughs> just platypus, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I'm probably used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome back to Grimm. Woo! Hi. <laughs> um, so Maddie has a very exciting story to tell us at the end of this episode. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say exciting story to tell us today, and I was like, I didn't yeah. do research. <laughs> Maddie has a very exciting story to tell us today. Oh um, she's doing Supernatural this time. <laughs> 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 no, I'm still, I'm still very excited to hear the story, because I haven't heard it yet. Cause, oh, it's not great. Well, I don't care. I'm still excited. Okay. You, you told me about it. <laughs> Um, on Halloween, and now, like, for our Halloween oh, yeah. episode. For everyone and... who listened to that episode, sorry, I didn't put it at the end, I completely yeah, forgot. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, both, we both completely forgot, and then I remembered, like, 20 minutes later, and I was like, Maddie, you have to tell us our super exciting story. <laughs> but it's gonna be here um, today. <laughs> yeah, so, if we remember. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. For us. Yeah. So, um, it's, this, uh, the, so this month, I'm gonna be talking about True Crime. Um, and I'm very excited about it because I learned that, so this story that I'm going to tell you guys this week, it happened, like, like, in the city, but, um, there's a museum that, that, ta- like, that's, like, that talks about it, and I'm, I'm very excited because oh, I think I'm going to go. No, it's not, unfortunately. Oh. Um, this week I'm going to be telling you about, uh, Burke and Hare. Never heard of it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about them either until I got here, and it's like it's a very, like they they were very prolific here. Oh, um, all right. So yeah, it was like one of the first things that popped up. I was like, hey, like what's the what's the biggest true crime story in the area? And I think this is it. So we're gonna cover it in the first episode, and then we'll Ooh, we'll okay. try to do some some more smaller cases later. But I was really excited about this. I started reading about it and like couldn't stop. So I was like, this is a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so this story starts 200 years ago in the early 19th century, and um, this is kind of the period of, like, when medical science was really, was really big. Okay, but, like, the not real kind, like, the, we'll just give you a leech and then you're cured, or, like, the real kind? No, no, like, the real kind. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so here's a little intro, (laughs) literally same, because we were talking about the medieval ages in um, current topics. Oh, that's when the medieval. Wow, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, a little bit more than two hundred years ago, but like it's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know history. Um, yeah, same. Big mood. Me when I dropped history as soon as I could. <laughs> same. Okay, so um, here's a little intro to this, this little case for you. So, between the two of them, William Burke and William Hare murdered 16 men, women, and children in Edinburgh in the early 19th century oh in a killing spree known as the Westport Murders. They sold their, the bodies to medical science, and this is the story of Burke and Hare. So, in May of 1828, a woman from Glasgow checked into a boarding house, and um, so we don't actually know her name or why she walked 45 miles to this boarding house um it's possible it's like very likely that she was poor and that's why she was coming into edinburgh but she did make the journey with a mute 12 year old boy which was who was presumed to be her son so on may 6th two men snuck into her room one of them pinned her to the bed and the other one pinched her mouth shut until she died of asphyxiation oh my god that's a rough way to die. Yeah. Like her um, mouth and her nose? Yeah, so like she couldn't breathe. Oh, like God. she like suffocated. Um, so the men, the two men then went to get her son who was by the fireplace. They oh, led the boy into he was there their the whole time. He was at the fireplace, but he was he was mute. So like he couldn't say anything anyway. But he had to like watch that. But he like he saw that they led That's the so boy. Sad. Well, no, no, he was in a different room, right? So they led him into his oh, mother's he was in room. A different room. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So he didn't know that her, that um, his mother was dying. Okay. But they ended up. So they went in to get him by the fire, led the boy into his mother's room, and then snapped his spine. <gasps> oh my and god! It doesn't say which, like, who did it, but it did say that um, they and they snapped his spine with whoever did it with his bare hands. God, that is so gnarly. That's that's just ridiculous, and I yeah, I just don't even know I what to I've say like about literally that. Literally, never heard of that as a way of like killing someone. And like now. incredibly gruesome too. Like yeah, you just like snap their spine. Like Jesus, oh, what kind of sick, twisted person would do that? Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: she wasn't the first person to die. Um, people had been going missing around the Westport area in Edinburgh for seven months. Ooh. So these these people who would go missing, they were poor people, elderly scavengers, or like prostitutes. You know, like people oh, who so who funny. wouldn't be like missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what we talk. That's what they talk about in Criminal Minds a lot. Is that like like high risk lifestyle people? Like mm-hmm. you know, that's why like a lot of serial killers start with prostitutes. It's um, like they won't like in quote unquote like be missed. So yeah, these these people were systematically targeted, and this was a society where people like these, um, like the people on the outside, they can really like just fall through the cracks like super easily. They like, they won't be missed. Yeah. So um, this mother and son duo who were were killed, they basically were met with the same amount of disinterest. Like no one, mm-hmm. no one really cared that they had died. So um, sad. And so this was an mo that you know like you still see today. Um, mm-hmm. And you know it's it's kind of like the same thing that I was like really mad about last last episode. Where like if you're over eighteen, the police won't look for you. Yeah. Like that. Even if you if you if you're someone in like not a high risk lifestyle, it still feels like you're gonna be mi- like you're not gonna be missed. Yeah. Which is really upsetting. Um, oh, and also for those of you who don't know, um, an MO it stands for modus operandi, and that's Latin for mode of operating. And usually it's used in like a criminal investigation as like someone's habits of working like or like what 
the usual method that someone uses a serial killer or a killer uses to kill someone mm-hmm. yeah so um this was happening in the Westport there's basically there's like another side of the city that was still um like reaping the rewards of the Scottish Enlightenment so the Scottish Enlightenment was a period of advancements in scientific philosophical and cultural fields and it was just like like very big things were happening all around Scotland yeah 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 um it's it's a it's another like historical thing okay know. neither of us are history yeah. people but <laughs> it's all good um but basically the enlightenment it was a promotion of rational and humanist ideas okay um, but um the thing that that happened is like people still had the same kind of attitude towards death as they were before the scientific blossoming kind of thing where it was like um you know the you have to bury the body and stuff like that mm-hmm. um in order to get into heaven oh, okay. or like the, the religious ideas behind it so um human corpses were a limited resource in the sense that um scientists and like doctors they didn't have as many bodies for anatomical like dissection oh okay i see yeah so um this was this was kind of like the main source of the bodies for um, for doctors and for for scientists was from the state, because um, Scottish law required that corpses used for medical research could only come for those who had died in prison by suicide or orphans. Oh. Um, which okay. I don't know how they get orphan, like how they get the bodies of orphans, but like that yeah, seems like a lot. But they basically donated, <laughs> they like donated. Um, part like some of the executed criminals to medical schools Um, okay but through the enlightenment there were more liberal ideas in the criminal justice system so fewer people like just like common like shoplifters or thieves like fewer people like those were executed and the people who were executed were violent criminals um or people who had like committed crimes against the crown or like treason or something like that so anatomists really had like a dwindling source of bodies um oh i see I mean, that's but, good that they're not just killing people for yeah. petty things, but... True, true, but, like, science. also... <laughs> but it also opened up this whole channel that people would take advantage of. Like, um, uh, medical schools ended up offering financial compensation for people for people's bodies. So, oh, people... Oh no. So, you know, people who are really poor or who, like, needed money, mm-hmm. they they ended up finding a way around the shortage of bodies by grave robbing. Um, Did they not, like, think that through? They were like, we'll give you money for bodies. What? It was, like, kind of like a, like, um, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. You know, where, like, they would just, like, accept the bodies. Yeah. Um, But, like, the people, okay, so the people who did the grave robbing, they were known as resurrectionists. So, yeah. Um, That Um, sounds like a lot more magical for what they're actually doing. uh, They were (laughs) resurrectionists or body snatchers. Snatched. Both are just like really weird. Um, I mean, the second one is better because resurrections <laughs> makes it sound like they're doing something like good and like magical, you know? I yeah, I, I don't rather know than what's happening here, robbing man. a grave. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was like a big thing. Like it oh, was wow. dangerous to be in graveyards, like to yeah, be dead. It's... It was basically dangerous to be dead. Dangerous to be dead. Yeah, so at night, like, people would break into cemeteries and break into the tombs, Mm -hmm. and um, the corpses that were collected were sold clandestinely 
to an anatomist in the surgeon square. So, um, but the thing was, disturbing a grave was a criminal offense, and taking property of deceased, the deceased, was a criminal offense. But stealing a body is not a criminal offense because it didn't belong to anyone. Excuse so, me. Like, it's like the only to them. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're not living anymore, so the body doesn't like belong to anyone. Um, so the only thing that they, these people could really be charged for was like disturbing a grave. But again, like that's not like a violent crime, so like they wouldn't be executed for it. So oh like, my God. you know, like there really wasn't like a big thing like about good stealing a body. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So as you could imagine, um, this sparked a lot of public outrage. So they ended up, um, you know, like they would have manned like lookout towers in all of the cemeteries. Um, an example is New Calton Cemetery, which is. You know, it's, it's a, one of, I think it's one of the bigger cemeteries in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. But basically, the whole idea behind this was people are defending the dead from the living. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just, I don't know. That seems like a convoluted concept to me. Because <laughs> what we just talked about in our, like, Halloween special is protecting the living from yeah. the dead. And now it's, like, the say. opposite thing. Oh yeah. People, yeah. Man. So, honestly, what is wrong with them? I would. Wh- why? I mean, I understand you get money, but like, uh, is it worth it to disturb someone's grave? I, I I personally don't think it is. I don't think so but either. I could not tell you what is going through their heads at this point. Like, yeah. Uh, so, the grave rot, like instances of grave robbing, were so common that the relatives of the recently departed were, they they were known to watch over the, the graves and um, they installed watchtowers in cemeteries across Lynn. And the thing was, the fresher the body, the more money it was worth. Oh, so, so they'd look for like fresh graves. So they would look for fresh graves, just why relatives would like watch over the grave. And um, That's so and, sad that like yeah. you just have to deal with like a relative passing away and now you have to deal with watching over the grave Yeah, like you have to, to literally sure. like sit in the graveyard. Yeah and watch over your freshly dug grave. And, but okay, some families did this thing where you could like hire a large stone slab that could be placed over the grave for a short period of time until the body would decay. Because oh, like, okay. like, you know, it's not as much use to an anatomist to like, have a decaying body. So you just yeah. cover it up with a stone slab for a little bit and then <laughs> take it off later. And then there's this other thing that other people could use called a mort safe, which is basically just an iron cage that surrounded the coffin. And I think that oh, was like okay. a that was like a permanent thing. Like you'd you'd have a coffin, you'd put the body in the coffin, and you'd cover it by this iron cage, and then lower it into the grave. Honestly, that's like kind of scary with no context. Like, imagine if you were just like an archaeologist, like, and you didn't know this happened, and then you just like <laughs> you just like you're digging, found yeah. like a coffin surrounded by a cage, and you're like, what? <laughs> that is how people came up with the idea of a zombie apocalypse. Honestly. <laughs> I really feel like that's how it happened. Yeah, honestly. Because like you'd be like, make you think that you're keeping something in there, right? Not and not keeping out. people, not keeping living people out of a <laughs> yeah. grave. I feel like that shouldn't even be a thing that you'd have to do. Like, yeah, just stay away from the dead. Let them rest <laughs> in peace. Like, please. Uh, but the thing, okay, but the thing about grave or like body snatching is that it's not a great solution to this problem because you're looking for people who have died. Mm-hmm. right like you're looking for people who have died and you want them to be freshly dead but that's okay. not going to happen 
as often as you it's not gonna happen like enough for a regular paycheck and yeah. um a lot of the times okay. if you're digging up a grave there could be days or weeks between the time the person died and the time that the person was sold okay so, so psa like don't don't rely on this for your income just yeah, don't do basically it. <laughs> Guys, it's, please don't become, what is it, body snatchers? Body snatchers. <laughs> yeah. Please. For multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, um, on, a, on, a, on a more fun note, there are, at this point, 160,000 people living in Edinburgh. And okay. some, some people saw these, these living human beings as a huh? resource waiting to be exploited. Oh, no. I, for- um, I knew this was going to happen, and then I forgot it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have a casual, fun story about the history of grave robbing. Yeah, honestly, that's <laughs> why I forgot that this was a... Uh, my brain is just shut off right now. I forgot not this working. was, like, a story about that and not about graves. <laughs> I love that for us on this True Crime and Supernatural podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, another history lesson. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, lives were basically merchandise at this point. So, um, a little bit of backstory about our, our friends Burke and Hare here. About 10 years before the murders began, um, there was a young man from a, from a county in Northern Ireland who ended up abandoning his family of two kids and a wife, and he traveled to Scotland to work as a laborer on the construction of the Union Canal. So this man, his name was William Burke, and he probably met William Hare at the Union oh God, Canal as well. William? I know, they're both named William. Amazing. That was just I mean, like, they're not Burke good people, <laughs> True. But I like that they're named twins. Yeah. Name, name twins. That sounds so <laughs> cute until you're like, oh, they're serial killers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sorry. he, so Burke probably met Hare um, at the Union Canal because they were both probably just like working on it. Um, okay. William Hare was an Irishman. He was a Navy, which is, I'm guessing, like, I'm guessing that's how you say it N A V V Y. But it's, what um, is that? And it's like a worker on the canal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I think that's how... I, I've seen it spelled with one V and then with two Vs, so I don't really know. Um, we'll just go with it. <laughs> but he was a worker on the canal, and he fled Ireland as a fugitive after he killed his employer's horses in a fit of oh, rage. Oh, my God. Which um, I'm really not okay with. Yeah. So... What? Like Poor horses. People are one thing, but, like, horses, like, don't. They didn't no, do what anything. did they ever do? Yeah, exactly. What did they ever do to him? Oh, uh, it makes me really angry. But um, Hare had a wife who ran a boarding house on Tanner's Clothes in the Westport. So um, his wife's name was Margaret. And um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Scottish terms, a clothes is like an alleyway, and it's a okay. Scot. It's like the Scots term for an alleyway, but um, it could be individually named. Um, and it's like a private property. It's like gated, close to the public. Um, and you see a lot of them on the Royal Mile, and they're usually used as, like, shortcuts and stuff like that. So I've, you know, like, if you're walking on the Royal Mile, you'll see, like, um, Mary King's, I think that's that's one of the super famous, like, haunted ones. Mary Ooh. King's clothes, which I'm probably going to cover next month, which I'm very excited about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's Mary King's clothes, and then there's, like, a bunch, like, fishermen's clothes, a couple mm-hmm. other ones. So this was um, Tanner's clothes on the Westport. Okay. Um so uh Hare insisted that Burke would move into a spare room um at at the at the boarding house. And so Burke moved in with his mistress Helen McDougal. Right. So Is Burke the one who left his wife 
and kids? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he already has another mistress by now. Yeah, yeah. He right. he left his wife and kids. Came he came to Scotland. He met Hare, moved into the boarding house with his mistress. Good. It's a really fun life. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, on November twenty ninth, in uh, eighteen twenty seven, there was the death of a pensioner. So his name is Donald. He died a natural and unremarkable death, but he died in one of the rooms in the boarding house, which he was staying there. So he left a debt of four pounds that he hadn't paid yet. Um, a little, little bit of math for you guys. In 2018, four pounds would be about 415 pounds now. Oh, my God. Um, and that's about $533. So that was his dad. Wow. Okay. And, um, you know, the William, William and his wife, Margaret, they were like, you know, doesn't matter that you died. You still have a debt to pay. So they decided to use his death as a solution to pay his debt. And on the day of the funeral, they replaced his body with tanning bark and stuffed his actual body inside. And everything, and they yeah, he he had a funeral and everything. They replaced his body with like tanning bark, and then they stuffed his body inside a barrel. Oh my god! And they brought it to Surgeon Square, where um, Dr. Robert Knox bought it. Um, and he paid ten pa- seven pounds and ten shilling- shillings for this body. Yeah. So he, so Doctor Robert Knox was, um, he was probably the leading like anatomist of his day. He mm-hmm. he dealt with a lot of body snatchers because he wanted to, you know, he he wanted to to work on dissecting human bodies. So he he did like the no no questions asked kind of thing. He just like bought the bodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Burke and Hare decided that this was going to be a very lucrative form of finding money. But the oh, thing yeah. was, dead people just didn't show up regularly. Like Donald was just like like he just happened to die. Mm-hmm. And if he hadn't died in that place, then they wouldn't have ended up doing this. But he did. He ended up dying oh. in the boarding house. So they were like, gotta find some more dead bodies. No. Yeah. I don't think so. That's the solution. <laughs> Clearly, oh, you no. are more rational than Burke and Hare were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope. <laughs> so um, their first victim was a man named Joseph, and he suffered from a long term illness. I'm not sure what the long term illness was, but he ended up not dying from it. Like, mm-hmm. he, he would be sick, but he wouldn't die. Okay. So. Burke and Hare were way too impatient to see if Joseph would just like die eventually. So they Yeah. Right to just wait for him to die. Oh my god. Right, he's sick. He's oh gonna die. God. They were just like, mm, let's speed it up a little. So they got him drunk Poor on whiskey man. and then they suffocated him by covering his mouth and nose while he was restrained. And this was their favorite like their favorite method of execution because it left the body unmarked and undamaged for the oh. students to dissect and um like you couldn't like you can't really determine the cause of death oh okay right so um after this whole killing spree thing of them of theirs was was over this way of killing this method of suffocation or like asphyxiation became known as burking ooh yeah hate that yeah, so this is where they developed their MO. They would restrain the victim on, on the floor, clamp their mouth and nose shut, and wait for them to die, basically. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a really slow and, and terrifying oh my death. God. 
That's so sad. And another reason that they did this was because it didn't raise suspicion with how they got the body, and it wouldn't devalue. It, this is in quotes. Quote devalue the merchandise. Oh, God. Which, that's first awful. of all, you're thinking of human lives as merchant. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. I just hate it. I hate it so much. It's just so awful. Not good. <laughs> to think about that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I saw that problem when you said that. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Ugh. This was a lucrative enterprise for Burke and Hare, and also, they discovered that they really liked killing people. No. Yeah. So they sold Joseph for 10 pounds, <sighs> and they justified it because they were like, they justified k- killing more because they were like, you know, we have nothing left to lose legally and morally. We've killed before. Like, what are they going to do? Which, mm-hmm. that's such a stupid reason. Ugh. Um, Burke was quoted as saying, quote, we might as well be hanged for sheep as for a lamb. End quote. Which, you know, Wait. take with that from you, like, take from that what you will. But it's kind of like, if you kill one person... It like it, or you kill ten people, it oh, doesn't okay. really. You know I what I mean? It. Like I, I'm guessing that's what he's getting at is that like if you is kill a sheep, like is one of them the plural of the other? What? Wait, I'm con- <laughs> I'm so stupid. Probably. <laughs> Wait, is one of is sheep like the plural of lamb or something? No, no. A sheep is is an adult, and the lamb is oh, lamb is a baby. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. <laughs> your brain is just not working i literally like worked at a barn and i completely thought like sheep and lambs are two different animals i'm so sorry everyone we're good we're good oh no this is how this is how you get through a a story like this is you're just like (laughs) forget shut off your brain (laughs) you shut off your brain for 18 years (laughs) jesus christ okay Okay, um, so Burke and Hare ended up killing more people after that, but they were they were really good at it. So the oh, details no. of several of their victims, like how they who they were and how they killed them, they they were only known because they confessed. Um, oh. So it's not like it's not like they were caught. Like oh, they they turned themselves in. Um, I'll get to that later. Like how oh, they okay. how they ended up getting caught, but okay. like for these for these people for these victims they no one knew oh, about it okay oh, so okay. um yeah victim three was a woman who margaret lured to tanner's clothes and basically got her drunk until hair came back and killed her um victim four was also killed by burke like alone and then burke and hair went after two women called um called mary patterson and janie brown and um mary and janie they made their living on the westport as prostitutes mm-hmm. so you know they Burke and Hare got them back to the boarding house, got them sed- like sedated or like drunk, tipsy on whiskey. Um, oh. And the thing was, Patterson, Mary Patterson got drunk. Like she was mm-hmm. out of it. But um, Janie Brown was like more sober. So she. Oh no. So she like knew what was going on. So no, the thing was that. So Burke and Helen McDougal, they got into like this argument. So Janie Brown was like, you know, I'm going to leave. I'm going to come back okay. for my friend Mary Patterson morning um and then when she got back to to the property in the morning she was told that mary patterson left the property with burke so she waited for hours outside of this this place until her landlady sent for her and mary never returned home but the thing was as as janie was waiting outside 
Mary's body was stuffed inside a tea chest in Burke's room. Oh, my God. And she just didn't know. She was just told that Mary had left with Burke. Oh, and no. And, like, she, she just didn't come back. Um, girl. And, like, they didn't, they didn't even know that she had died until much later. Oh. Um, until their confessions and stuff. So, they, so people... Because this, this was such a, like, bold thing of them to do, right? People didn't come after them. And so then they got bolder and bolder with their murders. Um, so Mary was, was an example of, like, one of the, the bigger things that they'd done. Because she was a well-liked, well-known, and well-frequented prostitute. Um, so a lot of people had, like, like, knew her. Yeah, and, like, noticed she was gone. And, like, they, they would end up noticing that she was gone. But the thing is, she's still a prostitute. So it's, like, oh, okay. like even if you are well-liked as a prostitute, like, that doesn't hold much standing in this kind I of society. I just thought she would like, left or something? Exactly. Okay. It's, so, like, yeah, she didn't show up anymore. But, like, what can yeah. you do? Okay. Um, eventually, Burke and Hare ended up murdering relatives. They ended up murdering Helen McDougall's cousin when mm-hmm. Helen invited the, them in and, and Hare killed, killed oh, Helen's cousin. Um, and, and another example of someone really bold that they went after was, uh, James Wilson. He was affectionately known as Daft Jamie. Um, which I'm guessing, like, if you, if you put someone in a modern context, you'd probably be like, oh, he has a learning disability. But he was a common sight in the Westport and he made his living performing as a street clown. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing about, about him is that, um... He had distinctive facial features and a club foot. And when he showed up in Knox's dissecting theater, a number of students were like, hey, we recognize him. And um, this wasn't the first time that he was under suspicion for this. In lecture, a couple of students also recognized Mary Patterson. Um, But they couldn't be sure because, like, the body just resembled Mary Patterson. So they were like, hey, it kind of looks like Mary. Mary hasn't seen in a while, but, like... I don't know, that might just be a coincidence, but the thing about Jamie is that... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, you don't want to accuse your your professor. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, that kind of looks like a prostitute. Yeah. Um, But Jamie did have distinctive facial features and um, a club foot, so people saw that and were like, hey, like, we know that man. Um, We also don't know how much Knox knew about where he was getting the bodies from. Okay. Um, because he would he had this whole no questions asked policy. Yeah. But the weird thing is that um, he denied the corpse was Jamie and immediately dissected the head and the foot. Oh. No. Which were his distinctive features, right? So he was like, no, yeah. it's not Jamie, and then he just cut off. You know, weird. So either he knew or he didn't care and was trying to like get them to stop talking. Exactly. About exactly. Which oh, is, God. as a human being, how could you do that to another human being? Yeah. I'm really just not okay with that. Um, and their final victim was Mary Darty. I'm, I'm guessing that's how you say it. It's like an, an Irish pronunciation. Um, okay. Like, Neiman, I'm, I'm ready to butcher a language, apparently. <laughs> uh, she was an old Irish woman, and um, Burke and Hale met her on the street and convinced her that she was a distant relative because they're both from oh, no. Northern Ireland, right? Um, so, uh, they brought her back to the boarding house. And the thing about the boarding house is that it had benefits for killing people because there was, like, a high turnover of new faces. But mm-hmm. there's a downside in the, in the sense that there were always people there. There was, like, a lack of privacy. Yeah. So, 
they brought her back on Halloween of 1828. <gasps> no. And, um, I know. And they're just ruining it for us. Um, but they ended up bringing her back to the boarding house. And the thing was, they had to, like, sit and make polite conversation with her while they waited for a couple of James and Anne Gray, who were also staying at the house. They were waiting for them to leave for the evening. So, um, both of had her there while they were yeah so they were just talking to her as if she was a distant relative and they're like like you know like talking about their families and stuff like that um but the thing was that james and ann gray saw mary in the boarding house so they like Uh... unlike all of the other people they could place her at the boarding house before she died before she like disappeared Mm -hmm. um so they ended up leaving for the evening, but they returned back to the house the following day, and they were told um, that Mary had been at, asked to leave because she was, like, being flirtatious with Burke. Um, okay. Weird. So <laughs> James and Anne were, like, like, weird, but, like, fine. Yeah. Whatever. But the thing that really raised suspicions for them were was the fact that they had left some belongings in the spare room, but they couldn't but Burke wouldn't let them into the spare room like he was reluctant to to let them in um so they became suspicious they ended up sneaking in and they discovered Mary's dead body hidden under the bed um yeah so James and Anne went to alert the authorities but they were stopped by Helen McDougall who offered them 10 pounds a week in exchange for silence which, you know, if you're taking from, from the four pounds is equivalent to $533. Oh, like, yeah. That's a lot. So it's, it's a good sum of money per week for silence. But um, them being the good human people that they are, they refused. Oh, good. And um, they went to alert the authorities. But so Helen was there. She knew that they were going to alert the authorities. She went back and she told Burke and Hare. So Burke and Hare develop, uh, delivered the body to Knox before they arrived. Um, they did end up, they, they did end up, is that English? Yeah. Yeah. They did end up. Um, yeah. So they were arrested, but they gave conflicting accounts of what had happened and Burke and Hare, like, were blaming each other. Um, and then there was another anonymous tip probably from one of the students who was like, hey, that's Mary and hey, that's Jamie. Um, Mm. they led the police to Knox. So Janet Brown read... Janie, sorry, Janie Brown, um, read about the murder in a local paper and identified clothes found at the boarding house as clothes that belonged to Mary Patterson. Um, but the police had, they didn't have very much evidence to prove that the crimes had been committed. Um, yeah, so they, they couldn't, like, really prove, like, do anything. Because they, they, they were like, yeah, like, she's missing, her clothes are here, but, like, yeah. again, they, they were, like, good at what they did so mm-hmm. the only the only real proof that they had that really like test testament is that what it's called they had were the grays being like hey mary was found like they we saw her dead body in the room yeah yeah so um they were arrested they had murdered 16 people in total oh um God. yeah but and you, you would expect this kind of case to be, like, completely open and shut. You know, like, they did it. They murdered the people. They confessed to murdering the people. Yeah. Um, but it's not because of the strange method of killing used, because the, the suffocation left no external injuries or defensive wounds. So coroners, mm-hmm. like, really couldn't determine a cause of death. 
and the defense used this to challenge the the charge of murder yeah so what the police did with was they were like you know what burke is the most intelligent he's callous calculating he has what would now be known as psychopathic charm okay and he was the leader of this whole thing so if anyone was gonna go like be punished for this crime it's got to be him um so they offered hair immunity if he testified and he was like yes because he wanted to save himself from the gallows so he he basically turned turned bergen yeah um yes yes he did so the trial began on christmas eve of 1828 and um the following day burke and helen were charged with mary doherty's murder and burke was charged with the murders of mary patterson and james wilson and um they they ended up not like proving the fact that helen was complicit in mary's murder Mm-hmm. So she was set free, but Burke was sentenced to death by hanging. And um, at the sentencing, Lord Justice Clark David Boyle said this little little quote thing, and I'm going to read this out to you okay. now. He said, You now stand convicted by the verdict of a most respectable jury of your country of the atrocious murder charged against you in this indictment upon evidence which carry conviction to the mind of every man that heard it. Your body should not be exhibited in chains in order to deter others from the like crimes and time coming, taking into consideration that the public eye would be offended with so dismal an an exhibition. I am disposed to agree that your sentence should be put in execution in the usual way, but accompanied with the statutory attendant of the punishment of the crime of murder, that your body should be publicly dissected and anatomized. And I trust that if it is ever customary to preserve skeletons, yours will be preserved in order that clarity may keep in resemblance, um, in remembrance of your atrocious crimes. So, like, karma. Right? Basically, karma. Okay. <laughs> karma with with a side of me not being able to read properly, <laughs> but still karma. Good. So, um, on January twenty eighth at eight fifteen. 25,000 people gathered at Lawn Market Gallows in the rain to watch him be hanged. And um, they sold tickets to the, to the dissection for the next day. Oh, and um, police had to be called because a riot broke out among the people who were denied entry. Um, I don't understand who would... Yeah. Like, I understand he's a bad person, but who would want to see a human body getting dissected? I don't know, but apparently it was a I'd big thing. out. <laughs> I would not be there. You, you would definitely pass out. But yeah. apparently, it was like it was like a show. Like people were like, "Kill him," you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So Helen and Margaret they weren't convicted and they were released, but they were also forced into police protection because like the people were angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Helen's last loan location was Durham, and Margaret was reunited with her husband, and their last no- lo- known location was in Northern Ireland. So it's possible that they actually could have children. Like they could, they could have uh, descendants. Well, there could be think, people. Are they actually innocent, or were they just like? Did they just get off easy? No, they just got like they were part of it. Okay. All of them were part of it. Like, Margaret lured some people in. She got them drunk. Uh, and then Burke, yeah. Burke and Hare did the actual killing. But Helen lured her cousin in. Oh, she lured Hello. her cousin in. Okay. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Did you just cut out for a second? I could hear you the whole time. Oh, weird. Okay. Huh. Hmm. 
Wow. All right. Um, what was the thing? Oh yes. Um, Helen, the, Helen and Margaret, like they both had, they both played a part in the murders. Like oh, okay. they both, they both lured people in, and you know, oh, Helen, yeah. Helen got her cousin killed. Wait, what Margaret. happened to? Um, I'm blanking on his name. The other guy, Burke or Hare? Hare. Hare got out because he. But they, like, where like, did he go? He he was reunited with Margaret. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I they see. they skirt skirted away. Yikes. Yeah. So um, Knox also wasn't charged, and um, he was not the one who dissected Burke, though. It was someone called Alexander Monroe Tertius of Edinburgh Medical School. And um, during the dissection, Monroe wrote, quote, This is written with the blood of William Burke, who was hanged in Edinburgh. This blood was taken from his head, end quote. Ooh, did they actually write it in his blood? He he wrote it in his blood. Oh my gosh. Um, they Wild. took a yeah I know right they took a death mask of his face as well and they took a written account of the murders in a book that they made from his skin. Oh my god, that is yeah. just... Oh god. Yeah. So the thing is, his skeleton is also on display at the anatomical museum at the University of Edinburgh. So Are you gonna go see it? I kind of want to go see it. Ooh. <laughs> like it's really bad, but like I. Like after reading about them and like, like learning about them, like I, I do yeah. want to see it. And I, I'm, I'm not positive. I read like one little article thing where it was like, yeah, the book is there as well, and one that was like, no, it's oh, not. God. So I will keep you updated if I go see a book made of his skin. Oh God, don't just which it is me. <laughs> <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> it's a disgusting. lot. Like, isn't that? Oh, I just ew. Nasty. Yeah, I hate it. But there was some good that came out of this because it helped the system of education, like, access more bodies. So they passed a law that said that bo- uh, the police could donate unclean bodies to scientific study. Okay, right? but not, and, like, um, grave rob. <laughs> yeah, so they would just, like, the, the, medical, the medical students would, would get some more bodies. Okay. Um, which is in, in not a way that involved stealing people who didn't want to be dissected. Yes. Um, yeah. So in a consensual. Uh, well, I guess it's not really consensual, but more a consensual way. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. If they're like, yeah, you know, yeah, not not just like having relatives watch over your grave. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it led to the Anatomy Act of 1832, which allowed doctors, lecturers, and medical students greater access to cadavers and allowed for the legal donation of bodies to medical science. So this okay. basically put an end to the illegal body snatching. That's good. Always yeah. a good thing. Very good. <laughs> we love that. Uh, yeah, that that is my story. It was a wild one. Yeah, I... I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm just yeah. I'm just not over it. Yeah. At all. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't like how children were killed. Yeah, I I really don't like the fact that they like snapped this boy's neck. Yeah, it yeah, never it was, said was it his spine or his neck. I think like the like you know that you know the scene that you see in all the movies where like grab the face and then like turn oh, it. Okay, I okay. think that's. Oh, what they I thought did. you meant just like the spine from. Like, oh his, no, I, like I don't torso. Think so. Okay, okay. That would be a lot. That would just be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was picturing. And so oh that god! Was awful. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Okay, I take it back. I have heard of that as a method, but... Yeah. <laughs> so no one thinks I'm an idiot, but... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But, All yeah. Right. All right. Let's 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 change the topic a little bit. I'm excited Please. to hear about your story. Um, I mean, it's not that great. It's probably gonna be really rambly. I'm bad Go for stories. it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so last weekend I went out. I actually was a college student. Ooh, <laughs> we, we like that. That's Do what we, we want. Yeah, that's what we want. Um, so first we went to like this, it's like an apartment-ish building where like there's a bunch of frats in it. Yum. <laughs> it smelled literally disgusting. Great. Um, so we went there, but like there really wasn't much going on because like apparently there were a bunch of well, it was homecoming, and the football team lost, so... Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, oh. so that was already not great, but, um... So, there wasn't a football party, so, like, a bunch of people were going to, like, other frats outside of this, like, apartment place. Uh-huh. Um, one of them was... I don't know if I can say it, because then it'll triangulate my location, probably. But it was not... There was not a... It was a kind of racist-ish term for it. Mm, lovely. Yeah, so my friend was like, yeah, we're not, I'm not going to that, like, I don't feel comfortable. I was like, yeah, Good. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, um, but then understandable. Going on at courts, so she was like, maybe. <laughs> ah, no! Um, so there were four of us, um, and so you have, the only way to get there is to get a ride from a pledge, um so the pledge picked us up we got their number from like one of her friends and so he picked us up at courts which er, oh god i probably triangulated my location with that Um, oh it's okay at the frat party place the Mm. not good one and he drove us to the other one that was supposedly good okay um and it was insane. I thought I was going to die. I didn't have my seatbelt ah. on because there literally was no seatbelt. Like, there was no ah. buckle thing. And I was in the middle. So, like, I literally would have just gone through the windshield. Oh, we don't like that. And he was driving insane. Oh um, but I survived. Okay. We made it there. We're good. Um, so... But you know what? It'd, it'd be fine even if you did die then because your soul would only be in limbo for a couple of days. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But then I'd only be able to haunt you for a couple days. Oh, so. shit, you're right. Is that really good? <laughs> no. Um, Sorry, I didn't continue. No. So we got there, and it sucked. <laughs> to make a long story short. Literally, the air was like smog. Ew. Like, it was disgusting. Nasty. Like, it, it was like a hundred people like vaped into the room. and <laughs> Disgusting. That's so gross. Um, It was so gross like someone paid for this house and they had like the windows boarded up they'd like spray painted the walls like it was just disgusting and i felt awful for the house (laughs) Ah. it was so gross and there was like nothing like by the time we got there i guess i don't know it was supposed to be good earlier on but i think we might have gotten there too late Mm -hmm. so there was like not a lot going on so we like stayed for like 10 minutes and you're like all right we're leaving oh smart Um, definitely smart but the only way out is either if you get an uber yourself or you have to wait for a pledge to drive you ah not good so there were so a super i don't understand this part at all like i've been thinking about this a lot but i don't understand it so they had this like side room which is the only way in and out Mm -hmm. and there were 
like they kept you in there until your ride was there excuse me yeah so you were like locked in this room like there was a guy on the inside and then there were like four guys on the outside so like you couldn't get out which i don't understand like why are you trapping girls in your frat house like that just gives me a super creepy feel yeah that really is we were like all right it's fine we have an uber like we can get right out like we don't have to wait so we like had to it was super crowded too like it wasn't even just like a couple girls were waiting like like basically the whole room was packed and it was like the size of a dorm room oh my god so we had to push our way to the front um which was a lot um and so we were like at the front of the door but like for some reason I was in the back of like the line of my friends so like I couldn't really hear but like for some reason like he wasn't letting us out right away until like maybe they can tell our uber got there or something excuse me um yeah I don't know (laughs) so finally like they let us out and so, like, my three friends were in front of me, they went out, and then two girls pushed in front of me and got out in front of me. And so he thought, what? like, those girls were part of the group and not me. What? So I was like, so he started closing the door, and I was like, no, 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 like, that was my group of friends, like, I'm with them, they have my Uber, like, I need to get out. Yeah. And the two girls who slipped out instead of me literally turned around and like, no, she's not with us. And then he shut the door on me, and I was like, excuse no, me? No, 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 Like, I was freaking out. I was like, no, 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 I was with them. I was with them. Like, I don't have money on me. I don't have an Uber app on my phone. Like, there's no way I'm getting out of there if, like, I'm Wait. not there with my friends. So I was panicking. And I was like, no, 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 those were my friends. And he was like, no, they said, like, you weren't with them. And I was like, no, you idiot. The people who you, who you let out first, those people weren't with me. I don't know who they were. Like, and he just, like, wouldn't let me out. And then this Wait, so what did amazing, you do? This amazing, like, girl who was standing, like, by the door, too. She was like, uh, yeah, she was with them. Like, Oh, know? thank God. Okay. And I was like, bless Wait, your that, soul. That was, that was worse than any horror story I've ever told. <laughs> I was literally, like, <laughs> almost crying. And I so, don't know how you didn't have, like, a panic attack on the spot. I like, I would have, I would have broken down in tears. Like, like I think oh, she God. saw me almost crying and was like, okay, <laughs> let this girl out. Um, so then he was like, all right, fine. But he couldn't open the door because the people on the outside had the door shut. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And so he was just, I was just standing there for, like, two more minutes not able to get out. And I was like, I really hope my friends didn't leave me. Like, they're really good friends. So of course they didn't. But, okay. like, um, or they're good people. Um, so then they opened the door from the outside and they were like all right we need morgan and maddie and because they literally just <laughs> shut the door in the middle of groups of people like idiots and i was like uh yeah that's oh. me dumb <laughs> dumb person let me out now Which oh is my so god creepy. like that's definitely legal on so many levels that's like oh god i don't even know what to say about that like that wow it's so creepy why are you locking girls in your frat house like that like <laughs> let me oh, out <laughs> i have no words i have absolutely no words that's just the worst kind of situation so you could possibly be in a disgusting situation i'm never going back there so yeah please don't the original frat parties because we're Good. like okay maybe like people went back there from this party um, mm-hmm. There wasn't much going on, but, like, it was a little better, so we, like, stayed there and danced. Oh, yes. That's yeah. good. At least you you didn't die there. Like, yeah. oh, that would have been, oh, my God. I was terrified. That's literally the start to, like, a horror movie. Yeah, I did not like it at all. I don't um... blame you for not liking that at all. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. I have, like, full body chills right now. <laughs> oh, awful. Disgusting. It was disgusting, yes. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, but yeah, that was my story. Yeah, it's a good story. Was it? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you have you have a story to tell. You can tell people that you almost died in a frat <laughs> house. Died. You were locked in a frat house. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll tell Jen. She'll be like, Jesus "Oh my Christ. god!" <laughs> She'd be like, Jen, "We you told me to go out." <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> It's your fault. Honestly, yeah. My mom literally told me to like go out and party, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to. And she was like, mm, I think you should. Oh my like, god! Okay, tell her this. Tell her this, and be like, I almost died because of you. <laughs> I oh, will. That'd be so good. All right, that was that was our episode for today. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun time, yeah. and um, I need a nap at this yeah. point in my life I, do too. I don't like being at uni I'm, I'm tired all the time I'm so hungry I was gonna say I'm so hungry and I'm tired all the time me too and I have so much work to do and so little I motivation I have so little time also so yeah for those of you who are out of uni listening um how did you get through it and for those of you who are going in to uni um good luck I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're sorry ow yeah. All right. Well, we will see you. We will see you next week for Maddie's episode, uh, Maddie's Supernatural episode, Ooh. which is going to be super exciting. And um, you know how I said last time that I, I really just need spoilers in my life. Yeah, she's refusing to tell me what it is. So oh, I don't know what it is either. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why you're refusing to tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. You never tell me what your episodes are, so I'm upset about it. I want to know. That's you the thing. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, All right. we will see you soon. Um, and happy November, everybody. Happy November. <laughs> <laughs>